welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV experience. Travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. And perfect. Another website you guys should visit is Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. It's not a matter if it is a matter of when you visit their website, so be sure to do so at gunspot.com. And while you're strapped up, saddle up in a new car from Roper Kia, check out their inventory online or just pop up on the lot. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride at Roper Kia. And while you got that new car, you're probably going to need the oil change at some point, maybe some new tires. So go ahead and make your way on over to Downtown Lube right here in Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, like I mentioned, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website as well at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Again, not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tires serviced. Be sure to get it done right here at Downtown Lube. And we appreciate all those great sponsors, but now that we've got that out of the way, welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up, brought to you by all of those people that we just said. <laughs> a big week for us as Texas fans, but also a good college football weekend. We're going to dive into that. Tomorrow, October baseball, playoff baseball starts. That's when I get back into baseball. And then a couple tell the truths for you on this lovely Thursday evening. But let's start with the big game the Red River, to me, it's still the rivalry. Mm-hmm. It used to be the shootout. I think they tried to make it one other thing. I don't, I don't know, know if they did. The Red River Showdown? Showdown was one Is that, that they tried. Yeah. Yep, after shootouts. Come on, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, very exciting Texas weekend for us, though. Uh, if, you're, if you're traveling to the game, I'm sorry. One of the worst game experiences I've ever had. Really, I hear. I feel like I hear you guys say that every year. I still want to experience it just once. I want to experience yep. how bad it is myself, and then be like, "Yeah, uh, never doing that again." This is how bad it is. I'm not going with you. <laughs> <laughs> you could buy my ticket, and I still wouldn't go. Really? Yeah. Even leading up to it. Nope. Even like the games in two days, we record on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in being in that stadium, even though Texas is favored to win and. I think they will. Yeah. I still wouldn't go. I hate that stadium. They should just demolish it. Where should If they demolish it and they play somewhere else, where is it? Super easy. Jerry World. I don't want it to be in Jerry World, though. I feel like Jerry World's <laughs> almost gotten so damn tacky. Yeah. It, the thing is with Jerry World, the Cowboys Stadium, it always just it feels corporate yes. anytime you put neutral that site games That is a perfect there. way of explaining it because that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Like Everything's just... In, this shouldn't be a negative, but everything's just top of the line and crisp and well taken care of, and it looks nice, and it's uh-huh. just like... And I don't know if it's just because it's such a huge stadium or what it is. It's ne- it never feels loud. Mm-hmm. Like, even uh, what game was it? Texas A&M and Arkansas played there this year, yep. and it still didn't feel like... It feels like a bowl game. Yes, and that's exactly... It, like, it takes that out of it. And the Cotton Bowl does, like, on TV, it feels good it's very loud i mean you just you hear every <laughs> bit of the crowd and i think that's what adds to the game as well 
Right. And you can't sit down because they literally put too many people in that stadium. Um, they have rows of people that are supposed to fit like 15 when actually you can only fit like 10 people on the bleachers. And it's like, you cannot sit. So you're up and you're cheering the whole time. Like even, you know, we were at the game in Austin, everybody was up It's bleacher seating where we were, but like you could sit down Mm -hmm. during TV timeouts in the cotton bowl. You cannot, there's just not room. And when I was there, it was scorching hot. It was in the 90s. Yeah, that's, I mean, even that Austin game that went to the Texas-Bama game, I was just like, if it would just be 10 degrees cooler, I would be so much happier. Yeah, and I don't know what the weather's going to be like this weekend for it. It is a situation, and I know that uh, we've had some other listeners and followers that have gone to it. It is like a bucket list thing. For me, I've checked that off, so yeah. I don't need to go do it again. <laughs> For you, I do. I totally get it, though. I'm not like, oh, you should never go yeah. do it. It's just, I'm not going with you. Yeah. You've, had, you your, you've had your fill of it. Mm-hmm. And there's just, it's even outside the stadium, too. There's just so many people everywhere. I feel like that, I, I feel like I would get annoyed at that part. It's like, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. We're all going to the game. Just let me go. Yep. Even you know, back in the Bleacher Report days when we were doing tailgate tour stuff, we wanted to go back there where they wanted us to go back there. I didn't. Uh, they're like, how many people do you think will be there like for the game? It's like, well, the stadium fits about 100,000. Yeah. There's another 250,000, it feels like, that will be there just for the state fair. It's like, there's going to be a shitload of people there. Yeah. Having people is not... The problem, <laughs> but they, I mean, so many people because we did do the state fair, which is another thing they do, which is right there outside of the stadium, but I'm not, I'm not a fair guy. So I didn't care about that. I just wanted to watch football. Yeah. And I mean, fair wise, I feel like I've reached a point them is like, I realize how unsafe these rides are and I don't know why anyone else trusts them. Like right. even that a part of the fair, like even a fair wheel, it's just like, I just, uh-huh. I don't know. Well, and then you look at the people who are putting it together. Yeah. It's like, oh, we drove all through the night, and then we got this thing put up today. Cool. Maybe take a day off. This and... is my uh, third pack of cigarettes I've smoked today because I have nothing else to do but push this button and I'm not even six. tired. I'm so high on meth right now. I've been <laughs> yeah. awake for three days. Anyway, you got your ticket? <laughs> so the fair doesn't interest me. The football game does, though. And as I mentioned, and as our listeners probably know, we are both Texas Longhorn fans. Uh, try to be unbiased. I usually am. This year might be a little bit different, though. Texas comes in, and early this morning, they were a, I believe, a a six-and-a-half-point favorite when I looked at it. And then Pete Thamel of ESPN kind of broke the news that Quinn Ewers is going to play in this game. Sounds like he's going to start. I don't know why you would release a report that he's going to play. Like, if he's going to play, he's going to start. Yeah. I'm very excited about that, and I know that a lot of people are like, duh, you're a Texas fan. I was kind of slow or hesitant to come around on Quinn Ewers. I feel like I've been – tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like I've been full steam ahead from the beginning. Yes, 100%. You know, even there were some reports in spring camp and into the early fall that he wasn't going to be that good and that he wasn't looking good in practice. Watching him against Alabama and him kind of shaking the rust off, I think, or getting comfortable in this offense. Because remember, this should be his freshman year Mm -hmm. in college. I know he was at Ohio State last year, but this should be his freshman year. He's still very young. Him coming back has now moved the line. Texas favored by nine points. Since I've been following betting, Texas has never been favored in this game, I don't think. (laughs) 
They have lost four straight years. I don't believe they were favored to win any of those games against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So this is uncharted territory for me as a better, as a fan. I, I've definitely watched Texas be the favorite, but there's such an emphasis now on betting over the last two, yeah. three years. Yep. That this is really, this is new for me. And I, we're going to watch the game over in the great state of Kansas where we can live bet. I'm still hesitant to actually put money on this game. So I usually, I kind of have like a rule for myself that I don't bet on my favorite teams because I don't want the emotion. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be making a bet. And then if I bet the under, then I'm all of a sudden rooting for my favorite team to right. not score points. Or you don't want to bet with your fandom of like, oh, I love this team. I think they're going to do good yeah. when, you know, reality is. You guys have been following not. me along enough to understand that like it's hard for me to take my bias out of things at times. Like, I don't think you've my ever love and optimism a Chiefs loss. <laughs> Uh, no, so when I do those Facebook <laughs> things, like before games, that, the whole point of that is to be like, this is why they could win this game. Like, that's the whole... I think there might have been one. I think it was the Buffalo game last I year. I think so, too, and the Chiefs won. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're still happy when they win, obviously. But it is tough to bet on your team. It's You almost have to Pete Rose it. And you I know, also like, don't want to, like, because me, I also do like to do my parlays, right? Where it's like, I'll put $10 down. I might win seven grand if they all 10 hit. <laughs> I don't want the Chiefs right. to be the one that fucked it up or my favorite team, you know, I mean, even Texas to be the one to mess that up. Yeah. So Texas favored by nine. I think I will stay away from betting because I do feel this year too strongly about Texas's chances of winning. It's not even for me that I would be like frustrated because I would never bet against my team. Mm-hmm. Betting on the over under is an interesting one though, too, because you're, you're kind of right. Like you don't want to bet on the, you know, the under, and then be upset because your team scores. Or yep. not even upset. I don't think you would ever be upset, but be like, this is taken away from the joy of like, oh, I love it, but also at the same time. Like fantasy football did for me uh, last year. Yeah. Watching Nick Chubb live. It's like, oh, I kind of want him to score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. like, it's really not good for the Chiefs right now, but I need him to score because of fantasy football. So betting on them is interesting. But Texas coming in as the nine-point favorite. And I was looking at a lot of the betting odds today. One of the things you can bet on is margin of victory. And I will say this bet was before the line moved, when it was still sitting at six and a half. Um, I took Texas as a margin of victory of seven to 12. And maybe I should also say, I've expected Quinn Ewers to come back and play in this game all along. Yeah, I feel like that's where, even after the injury, it was, you know, there's a possibility. Mm-hmm depending on the timeline, that he's back right at this game. Mm-hmm. I really thought it might be last week against West Virginia. Maybe they looked at it and was like, okay, we can be fine with Hudson Card for another week. Yep. Let him get some more rest. But yeah. heading into this week, I hope he is completely fine and he's still able to make the, you know, the I don't want to say like great plays, but a lot of the good plays that he made against Alabama, hopefully he is more comfortable or still comfortable doing that, making those type of throws, hanging on to the ball in the pocket. I hope there's no hesitation with that either. Yeah, I think if Hudson Card would have struggled last week, then they probably would have played Ewers. Uh, and then, you know, even on the Oklahoma side, Dylan Gabriel, their quarterback, I don't think he's going to play. I mean, he got rocked pretty hard on Saturday, too, as did all of Oklahoma with uh, a loss to um, TCU. Yeah. Which was, uh, I mean. He's got obliterated. Yeah, that was, that was bad. I mean, TCU putting up like 55 points on them. Uh, so I, I do think that it's it's going to be a close game. But if I am betting the bet that I place here, I do think Texas wins by 7 to 12 points, which would be uh, a Texas cover 
I would assume. Now that they've moved it to nine, I should probably check the margin of victory and see if that's changed at all. But I have a score prediction of 33-24, to 24, Texas winning, uh, which would be a nine-point spread, which would be a push. Again, I did all my betting early this morning, and then the line changed. I should work for Las Vegas. <laughs> Look at you go. I mean, you probably could, to be completely honest with you, because you are very good at this. Um, and you've given me some key advice in terms of bets that I did not listen to, and you ended up being right. And I was like, son of a bitch, here we are. Um, for me, though, I took the Texas victory uh, to be – between one and six, I do think this is going to be a close game, mainly because Texas continues to just do what they have for the last three or four years, which is just play to the level of their competition. Except Shit, for this rivalry? Bingo. <laughs> so, like, last week against West Virginia, I think it's probably the first time I've seen them just put the foot on someone's throat and just end yeah. the game, right? Like, just dagger after dagger. And I was like, okay, hey, like, I want to see them keep doing that, but I worry that Texas is now just going to be cocky and be like, pfft. We did this. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma lost to TCU last week. Oklahoma's going to come in pissed off. Texas is going to be a little lax. Like, man, we should be yep. fine. And it just ends up being a close game. This game always end up close anyways, and there's a lot of great plays. That's why it's as fantastic as it is. But I don't have a score prediction, mainly just because I worry about it. But if I threw something in at the top of my head, I'm going to say, like, 38 to 33. No. Yeah. So you expect close yeah. and high scoring. I'm yep. kind of torn on the high scoring part. I think a lot of people look at – these two teams and how the rivalry has played out over the last couple of years. And a lot of people look at betting trends. I don't. I think you should look at every year, almost every game individually. Uh, probably just every year. If you yeah. want to go week to week and be like, man, oh, you allowed a lot of points last week. I'm going to bet the over. That's fine. But I think that these are two really different teams than we're used to. And we're ushering in a new kind of era of this rivalry yeah. with – um, Sarkeesian in his second year at Texas. And then Brent Venables, his first year at Oklahoma. So uh, totally new coaches here from just a couple of years ago. I do think that we're going to see more of a defensive game than we're used to. Or maybe not a defensive game, just a lack of offense. Game. Yeah. Quinn Ewers coming back off that injury. I think he could be a little bit rusty. I am confident that B. John Robinson can play well. Uh, Xavier Worthy, I think... Here's my Texas bias. I think that dude's underrated. Yeah. I, how are we not just talking about him as one of the best receivers in the country? I, well, he keeps continues to make just, like, tough catches. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, laying his body out to go make it. You know, great sideline catches as well. Yeah. No one's talking about him. No, not really. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here, guys? <laughs> what are we doing? But I, I really think that Texas can put up some points. Obviously, I, I predicted the 33. But I, I think a lot of people are expecting a shootout. I don't think we're going to get that from the Oklahoma offense. Yeah, because, I mean, last year they put up 55 points and Texas put up 48. The right. Before that, it was 53-45 in four overtimes. Oklahoma comes out with the victory again. And then two years before that, Texas mm-hmm. scored 27, Oklahoma 39-34. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, but even again, even coming this year, like you said, these are just two different teams. I think Texas can put up a lot of points. I think B. John Robinson is going to make some great plays as well. Like you said, Xavier Worthy already. Hopefully Quinn's making some great throws and plays himself. But, like, from Oklahoma, I, I mean, I really don't know anybody outside of Eric Gray that's going to be a threat. Like, even their quarterback-wise. Like, their offense as a whole has not been good enough to be, like, intimidated by this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, if Dylan Gabriel doesn't play, I don't know shit about the backup quarterback at Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I know that the third-string guy is General Booty. and Name alone. Him. Probably pretty fucking good. 
There's no way you have a name like that, Mm -hmm. and you make it to the next level, and you're not good. I did a podcast earlier today with the college chaps who I absolutely love and adore, and you guys should check out their podcast, too. And I said that they should play General Booty. Maybe not even start him, but if you're Oklahoma, what do you really have? to like lose with this situation. He can't be much worse than the second string guy because he is the third stringer. I think if you bring in General Booty, you almost rally up the crowd to where you've got them back and they're interested. It's like when they brought in Caleb Williams last year mm-hmm. and everybody I mean, was it rejuvenated excited. the entire sideline. You bring in General Booty and that's going to get the crowd going. Uh, it might get me going. Like, General Booty's in the game. Get his right? ass. So I, I do. I think they should probably play him, especially if Dylan Gabriel can't go. Uh, but, you know, mentioning these, this offense, I, I'm taking the under. The line was set at 65.5 when I checked it. I think it's still relatively close to that. I'm taking the under in this game. And I don't know that that is a compliment to either defense. I think it's just a lack of offense that I don't think that we're going to see a big outpouring um, like we're used to. Like you said, most of these scores that you looked at, you got both teams scoring in the 40s, mm-hmm. sometimes the 50s over the last two years. Those coaches are gone, though. Uh, this, is a different, <laughs> yeah. this is a different group. Both teams unranked for the first time since 1998. Which is just That's probably insane. before you started watching this rivalry. It was 100%. Before <laughs> I even knew there was a Texas. The state, not even a school. It was fucking three. <laughs> <laughs> My ass was still in Idaho, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dad? And that's probably the about the time that I started watching. It would have been like 97, 98 when Ricky Williams was there. So even for me, like I'm kind of poking fun at you, but like this just doesn't happen. And then, you know, right around the, the 2000s, you look at some of the rankings that, I mean, both these teams, in 2001, it was a number three versus number five. Mm-hmm. matchup the very next year it was two verse three one verse 11 two verse five and this was a one the, hell of a rivalry there for a long time i think it was about 2002 no 2001 uh, no it was about 2002 when i started watching texas or was at least aware of them because i remember the uh the one verse five matchup where texas beat them and then replaced them so that was an 08 so oh boy i'm way off then I was going to say, 2002 would have been Chris Sims. Yeah, I didn't know him then. I caught him right at the beginning of the Vince Young era, and then the next year they won the title. Yeah, so that would have been 05. Yep. With old VY. Yep. Because in an 08, that was uh, Colt McCoy. Because Texas, yes, they were five. They beat Oklahoma, and then they jumped all the way to number one because of it. And my mom was pissed. Because <laughs> for some reason, my mom's an Oklahoma, a huge Oklahoma Sooners fan, and we were both like heavily They named you in. Austin. Yep. And she was born in Norman. I, you know, I just, someone, I actually had that conversation with someone out of. She the, really hates you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you hate your kid without Everything makes sense now, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want this one. <laughs> right. Tried to get rid of you all along. Uh, I, so I am taking the under. And also another thing that you can bet on is the money line plus the over under. I'm taking Texas on the money line and under 60 and a half on this one as well. Uh, I'm, I again. I don't think we're going to see see a lot of points in this game just based on Venables as supposed to be like a defensive guru. Uh, how'd that work out for we'll you last, last week? week? Yeah, <laughs> and Max then, Dugan just too damn good. 
I think that the Texas defense has played pretty well. I know they allowed a lot of points to Texas Tech, but like go back to the Alabama game when they played really well. I think the Texas defense is pretty good. And then, you know, Quinn Ewers, like I said, him coming in, I think it might be a little rusty at first. And I hope, as a Texas fan, that they establish the run. And, like, eight-minute drive. Yeah. I would love that. Last year, they started out the game. Xavier Worthy has a big play for a touchdown. That's fantastic. Four yards, five yards at a time. Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson. That's what I want to see to start out the game. I would love to see the start of the game. And then you come at the next one. Quinn Ewers deep throw, and then your run game just opens back up. And then Oklahoma's like, we can't stop any of this. And it's like, that's right, bitches. Suck on it. Here we are. <laughs> that was rude. I'm sorry. I also called it. Is it so with Max Dugan, is it Duggan or Dugan? Duggan. It is Duggan. I'm sorry, Max. <laughs> Playing well this year. I shitted on you big time last year. and you. Yeah. That's one, like, he. it's still so early in the season. <laughs> and that's another thing that, like, people are like, oh, TCU, like, look what they did. This is a bad Oklahoma team. This is not me being a biased Texas fan. Mm. Taking that hat off now. This Oklahoma team is just not good. Or maybe not as good as what we're used to seeing. So, like, so many people got impressed by that win. This team has been so depleted. And then you lose your starting quarterback. Like, I'm not that impressed that TCU put up 55. It's the Big 12. Like, in any given week, somebody can put up 55. (laughs) You know, Kansas has come close a couple times. So I'm not like one of those people that's jumping up and down for TCU. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. It's happened once or twice before. But I just, I'm not too impressed by Oklahoma. And I'm not too impressed by TCU yet. And a lot of people are saying TCU is the best team in the Big 12. Just forget about Oklahoma State because actually I think they are. (laughs) Pretty scary. That's who I'm worried about the most, honestly, in the Big 12. But going back to this Texas-Oklahoma game, you said you're taking the under. I'm going to take Texas, excuse me, with the money line. And then the over sixty half and is at the over at sixty and a half. Again, take a text on the over in the first touchdown of the game. I'm actually going to take Eric Gray, the OU running back, mainly just because I think OU is going to get the ball first, and they're just going to find a way to march down the field. They're going to be hyped. Texas again, kind of coming off last week, going to be a little too cocky. OU is going to score, then Texas gets on a roll. I thought I had a big bet last year and first touchdown on this one, but I don't remember. I think I called it, but I didn't bet it, that it would be Xavier Worthy. I think that's right, but I don't remember. But I it was like a screenplay that just blew off right from the jump. Yep. And we were yep. just like, let's go. Because that was Matt's mini bachelor party, mm-hmm. the yep. job on one. The first <laughs> yeah. of many. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had two for this wedding shit. <laughs> All right. So I <laughs> can't even be mad. Hashtag big love. <laughs> first of many. It is a really good college football weekend, though. And I do love at least uh, – from my perception of the weekend, that everybody is still talking Texas OU. Uh, I, I think that the second Saturday in October should always be dominated by that rivalry, even though both teams are unranked. Yeah, and there's a lot of people on Twitter that are complaining about it because I searched this game because I wanted to see uh, what, you know, when was the last time these two teams matched up mm-hmm. that were when they were not either ranked, and we ended up figuring it was 1998. It was just like everyone else is like, why is Fox still talking about this game? Like, you know, they're not even ranked. We should be talking about KU versus TCU. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, hey, like, let's hold our horses on that. Like, we're very excited mm-hmm. for KU, but like, eh, I don't really know. Yeah. And speaking of that, I am betting KU to win this game. They are I am dogs by six and a half points. I'm mm-hmm. still rolling with KU. I think that place is going to be electric. College game day is going to be there. They've sold the stadium out two games in a row here. The fans are ready for success, the players are good. 
They're making plays on offense. They're getting stops on defense. I think they're going to do the same thing this week. I'm taking Kansas to actually win this football game. Yeah, I am too. I got it at six and a half earlier today. And not that I think like KU is the real deal, and I'm not going to label this as like, oh, whoever wins is the best team in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. But I do think the environment, KU is starting to get a little bit of confidence, but also kind of playing with a chip on their shoulder. I think they're a pretty good team. I think they're good enough to beat TCU at home with game day there. I, I do think that stadium is going to be electric. I think yeah. that's going to be a big difference maker. I, I really hope that this is just a this one's a shootout. I like I want to see KU be good at football. Because when we talked about Texas and OU leaving the Big Twelve to go to the SEC, or all of our conversation was, well, what's Kansas gonna do? I mean, what what's gonna happen to the Big Twelve? And yeah. what's Kansas gonna do? Who wants do? them they... as a basketball school? Exactly. And it's just the ACC, know... that's who <laughs> and now they're kind of establishing themselves. Hopefully they've taken that, you know, as like a little bit of a disrespect, as it very well should be, and it was. And it's put a chip on their shoulder, and hopefully they can build a program there. And hopefully their head coach wants to stay in Lance. Hopefully he's just like, you know what? I'm going to stay here, and I am going to build something to Big 12. See you later, Texas and OU. We're going to run this shit in football and basketball. Yeah, that's a great theory to have if you're a KU fan. Yeah, um, which I I'm don't... not. I, would just, I think it would be really cool to see. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because I'm betting on KU, and I want to see them win. But I still don't like KU. So I've actually kind of started to like KU for some reason. I don't know. I haven't. There are like KU fans that I like. Our guy Brooks is a KU fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark, our sponsor of the show. I love those guys. Literally. Not even kidding. I love them. I still don't like KU. I'm going to be happy for them. Just like in the national championship for basketball. Happy for them. I just can't really root for KU. Even though, like I just said, I'm betting on them. And I want to see them win this game. Mm-hmm. Some something in me is just sick of the like, oh, TCU's legit because you beat a bad Oklahoma team. <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't make you legit. I'm like pump the brakes, think. guys. Like I never really liked KU before either, but I think it was just because like I had friends in school that liked them, and they got on my nerves because like they never talked about it until they were good, and then it was just like, oh, I'm a KU fan, and like all their gear would come out. I was like, you've never ever been a fan of Kansas. Like, where mm-hmm. is this coming from? But then, like, when I took my mom to the Oklahoma KU game that with a Baker Mayfield where he did the whole crotch grab, they didn't shake his hand at the, the middle of the field at the beginning of the game, it was just an electric atmosphere. Again, coming down the hill into the stadium, tailgating it, it was a lot of fun. And then I think it was last week, it really solidified it for me. When I saw the stadium just packed, you hear the band playing in the background, the players are hyped up, they have the blue jerseys, and then it was just the helmet. Like, the, the Jayhawk being real big on the helmet, I was like, you know, that is actually low-key kind of cool. And They've got just, some decent uniforms. They need to stick with the big the big Jayhawk on the helmet. Get away from the, the KU letters. Put the Jayhawk yeah. on the side of For it. For being big. an Adidas school, mm-hmm. they've got good uniforms. Yep. Let me throw that qualifier in there. Thank you, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all the money that yeah. <laughs> Adidas gives them. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I just still can't. And, but looking at TCU, a lot of people anointing them. Kind of already against the game against Kansas in football. <laughs> but looking at the T- TCU schedule so far, like they beat Colorado to begin the year, 38-13. to 13. Yep. And I think at the time you looked at it and was like, hey, that's a good win. Yep. Colorado's the, uh, already fired their coach. Like That's, that's how bad the they are. against future Eric Bieniemies. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. God, please. And then they played Tarleton. Who? Exactly. Never 
I don't even know where that is. <laughs> How do you say Then it? they beat SMU. It's like, okay, you should. If you're TCU, mm-hmm. you should. But guess what? It was a pretty close game. It was 42 to 34. And then you get Oklahoma at home, where Oklahoma probably overlooked TCU a little bit. They made some mistakes. TCU wins big. A win is a win. I'll give you credit for that. I'm just not sold on this whole, like, TCU's going to run the Big 12. Yep. So, Especially when you still have Oklahoma State and Baylor. Right. And, you know, another team that looks really good is Kansas State. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. You know, still got them on the schedule, too. And uh, I think we said this to begin the year, like the Big 12 really is wide open mm-hmm. this year. Right? I don't think Texas is that good. I don't think Oklahoma's that good. So seeing some of these teams like Oklahoma State, they could do it. Um, Kansas State, I don't know what the hell is happening to Adrian Martinez. He's, he's got some Heisman on. Hey, uh, that's the Scott Frost effect. I sat here last yep. year, and I shitted on Adrian Martinez all season did. long. And I just Nebraska fans did? Yeah. And he goes to Kansas State, and it's like, uh. This year, he, is the, he has been the player that I thought he would be at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. He's running the ball really well, uh, throwing the ball. Decisions. I haven't seen a whole lot of stuff that he's doing. It doesn't seem like he's turning it over. Right. Which is good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, K-State might actually be the best team in the Big 12. They, they could be up pretty there. solid all the way around. <laughs> Even when I said at the beginning of the year, like, hey, Big 12's wide open. This is a year for Texas. Boy, I completely overlooked Kansas State and Oklahoma State. And I don't know why I looked o- up or looked over Oklahoma State. They beat OU last year, didn't they? And, and Oklahoma State. I'm pretty sure they won that. I don't remember. I think it was a night game. I'm too busy looking up when the Kansas-Kansas State game is because that might be a really good football game. <laughs> that um, rivalry. It's November it's, 26th. Yes, it's the, the week before that, Texas plays Kansas. Mm-hmm. So Texas plays them back-to-back? No, that's not right. No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's two <laughs> weeks apart. Math. <laughs> I put the Texas schedule in my calendar just so I would have it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm... The Texas game is the same time as the KU game. You mentioned it. A lot of people kind of upset about it. I Let's check ourselves here on this one, though, ladies and gentlemen. The Texas OU game is going to be so much bigger than the Kansas game. And even, like, the Texas game is on ABC this year. So Fox still had the opportunity to be like, this will be our big noon kickoff. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They put it on FS1. So it's like, what do you want them to do? It's you're not gonna. Have, I don't think it'll have big ratings. For who? For KU. Oh, okay. And like if you're if you're that interested, you're probably there because you're yeah. from this region, so you're probably going to be watching the game at the stadium. The numbers that tell me that the stadium sold out. It's got to be like every KU football fan is there <laughs> in Lawrence. So you said the 26 matchup is Kansas State versus Kansas. Mm-hmm. Okay. November 5th, Texas plays at Kansas State. And then November 19th, Texas plays at KU. That's where I got confused because I wanted to actually go to one of those games. But the 19th, my buddy's getting married. Mm -hmm. So I would really want to go to that game on the 5th and also just experience Manhattan. Yeah. That's where I'm at. The game this weekend that Fox chose over the KU game is Michigan at Indiana. That's a little embarrassing by Fox. You That's just better. a slap in the face to Kansas, <laughs> yeah, in, can, in this matchup. I, I shouldn't even say to Kansas. Like, that's just a slap in the face to everyone else because Michigan, I think, is favored by like 22.5 points that game. 
I don't know the big noon kickoff. Like I don't. Again, I don't watch youth cheer. Are they? <laughs> are they at like? Are they going to be in Indiana? Because that's what the game is. It's on Fox. Is that where they're going? Because if so, ugh. Like how do you how do you mess that one up so bad? I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. Hopefully it helps. Yeah, they are. There's Sorry, Bloomington for <laughs> Illinois. Or, uh, yeah, Indiana versus Michigan. Brady Quinn going to have the time of his life in Bloomington, Why? Indiana. I don't know. They, it, maybe it's a, you know trying to do something different than what game day is. You don't always want to follow them around. Yeah, but I don't know. I would have done that. Um, a couple other games that I think are interesting to at least talk about. The Texas A&M versus Alabama game is also this weekend. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about it. Like, let's flash back like four yeah. months ago. That's where, okay. That's where you have I'm Jimbo thinking. Fisher running his mouth, and people are like circling this date on the calendar. And again, pat ourselves on the back a little bit here. I never understood what Texas A&M was talking about <laughs> and why they thought like, yeah, we're going to come for Alabama. No, you're not. Like maybe in they a couple of recruiting last cycles, year, so they we'll did. Give them that. But it's like those are fluke little situations. Mm-hmm. You're not consistently competing with Alabama. The only, the only team that is, Georgia, I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, this year it feels like it's sure so like, not going to be Tennessee. I don't mean – Tennessee might be able to, but I don't, Kentucky I don't think is going to. No. Mizzou, definitely not. Definitely not. They got lucky last week, but – No, like maybe Ohio State and Clemson. But they're not on that level yet because they haven't won a national championship. And that's the reason why I put Georgia up there. They're the only one that's actually beat Alabama in a meaningful, might, like, playoff game. Yeah. And some people might look at it and be like, well, you know what I mean? Texas almost beat Alabama. Alabama hasn't looked, you know, as di- – mm-hmm. I don't want to say as good because they're undefeated, but they haven't looked as disciplined. Like, Alabama's making a lot of mistakes and having penalties that we're not used to seeing Alabama have. And it's something that's been kind of consistent this year. I think they're feeling themselves a little bit. Yeah. With, you know, having a Heisman Trophy guy returning – having potentially the number one overall draft pick and Will Anderson returning. I think Alabama's kind of been feeling themselves a little bit. And the spread on this game when I checked it was 24, which is nuts. Because, again, four months ago or so, everybody was circling this, being like, oh, Jimbo's going <laughs> to you know, yeah. take Nick Saban to the woodshed. Eh, not so much. <laughs> I will say I am betting that Texas A&M will cover – the 24 points. The only reason I'm saying that is because I don't think Bryce Young is going to play. If Bryce Young were playing, or Saturday, I think this game's a night game for some reason. Saturday, if word comes out that Bryce Young is playing, I'm going to change my bet. Yeah. Or at least put some money down to cancel out the other one. <laughs> but if Bryce Young is not playing, I will take A&M to cover the 24 points. I really liked uh, Milrow and what he did, but I do think that there's a little bit of a learning curve and – I don't know that he's good enough right now to beat Texas A&M by 24 points. It might be like 21 points, I'm, but I'm not going to bet the 24 points. That's a big spread. I know we said about, like you said, four or five months ago, we talked about you know how everyone's going to circle this game on the calendar. I have a feeling that I know for a fact that Nick Saban did. And he was oh, just yeah. like, hey, uh, you know, fuck Arkansas. Like, it is what it is. We'll be able to beat them. It got a little bit close. He starts screaming, run the damn ball. Boom, we saw what happened there at the end. 260-plus yard runs, it felt like. Alabama blows the game out of the water. That's all they're going to do this game. Even if Bryce Young doesn't play, Alabama's like, mm-hmm. we're going to run the ball down the throat of Jimbo Fisher, 
and Texas yep. A&M. Like, we just don't care. And I'm the problem thinking, now is that Nick Saban, who I think is usually pretty respectful, and he's not going to, like, show a team up. Like, even at the mm-hmm. Texas game, you had a couple of the Alabama players throwing the horns down. And he was like, hey, you knocked that shit off. Like, we don't do that. Yeah. I don't think Nick Saban in the past <laughs> right, has been a guy to be like, I'm going to run the score up on you. Mm-hmm. I think he might be on Saturday. I hope he does. Like, I want to. Like, I want to see him. I really don't like just, Jimbo Fisher, so I do too. I want to see him just smirking on the sideline. Like, almost like a Baker Mayfield-ish. Like, even a little nut grab. You know what I mean? Like, get, get you some of this. Clapping Jimbo. in their face. Yep. Not <laughs> like, shaking um, your hand. You remember on that Netflix show, Last Chance You? Yes. When it was Jason Brown and the coach <laughs> that eventually came to Joplin and failed yeah. and they like almost got into a fight yep. that's what i want to see at alabama to Texas just seven year old nick saban just not giving a flying f no like I, I i want to like i want to see that type of just pettiness yeah. and i want to see that oh bucket. yeah if they're up by like 21 in the fourth quarter he's yep. still taking deep shots yeah or running like just going for all that texas a and money can't buy a fourth quarter defense like, you're not telling like your running backs like hey stop in the middle of field if you break away they like, keep the mm-hmm. clock running. no score uh, remember the Titans. Leave no doubt. <laughs> you know? That guy looks like Nick Saban anyway. <laughs> like somebody needs to create a gif of Nick Saban's head over that guy. Because <laughs> that's what I, I hope happens. Sylvester, what are you doing, my guy? Because that's you. That's what you <laughs> yeah, do. right? Uh, so uh, a very exciting weekend. I was looking at some Heisman odds as well, and that's where it really just stood out to me that you do have a player in um, – Adrian Martinez, Mm -hmm. who's getting some Heisman Trophy love, which is crazy to me, but... Good for him. I'm happy to see it. uh Uh-huh. I mean, no one has really run away with it yet. We're four or five weeks into the season, and even guys like C.J. Stroud have been playing really really well, but he hasn't had like this big defining moment, and really a lot of their games haven't been on like that big primetime slot. So he hasn't had that opportunity. Caleb Williams. I am noticing more this year that West Coast bias more than ever. I haven't seen a USC game on TV. Like they're on late. Sometimes they're on like ESPN. I haven't seen one. And I haven't, I sure as hell haven't circled one to be like, yep, got to watch this one play. But you know, Bryce Young now, he's injured. Uh, Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, he's the fourth highest, uh, fourth best odds. I think he's been playing really well, too. We'll see what happens. I, I could see him winning it. But then you do have Adrian Martinez, who may be. I feel like at the beginning of the year, I, I kind of shit talked Tennessee. Like, I've never seen them been good. You did. Yep. And I was just like, I just I don't think it's going to happen this year. I don't get it. I don't know. I think we were, we're talking, talking about, about Nebraska it. and Tennessee. Like, for me, they are still blue bloods. And you were like, never seen them been good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was real. right about Nebraska. They stayed right where they are. Tennessee, they heard me. They heard us cracking the jokes about, you know, what restaurant would we want our scholarship money in? Mm-hmm. What fast food place? Mine's still yeah. Chick-fil-A. I want it blessed by the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, you know, maybe they're still doing that. at one time. Take it out of the bag. Just hand it to them. Lots <laughs> yeah. of cash. And that's the thing about Tennessee, too, that, you know, maybe you know, guys around your age or that haven't been paying attention to football in the 90s, they haven't ever seen Tennessee be good. But they have the resources. They have yeah. the fan base. And they've got some of these older guys that have money now. They've got the boosters that yeah. can do it. They have the biggest stadium in it football. It is freaking huge. I saw a run-out video. You know, maybe that's just something I need to start. Like, have you seen the uniforms they're wearing? Uh, for to this weekend's game? Yeah. I have not. Have you seen Kansas State's TikTok? Look you know what? 
I haven't. <laughs> it, it's actually pretty good. They've done a phenomenal job with their TikTok. Whoever is running their Kansas State football social media account on TikTok is doing a fantastic job. They're actually really good. This is what I was saying, though, with Tennessee. I finally saw, like, a run-out video, and I was like, that is incredible. Like, that looks like an awesome atmosphere. And I've always just thought it was so dumb because they were the orange and, like, they're just orange and white, and I didn't really like their checkered end zones. I thought it was just really plain and boring. Just orange and white, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's it. Like, I don't like that orange. Like, that's the thing. And oh, I know yeah. that comes off as like a buy. Like, I just don't like that light. It's like a mixture of yellow and orange. Like, no, it's like the, uh, one of the colors. Michael Orr's mom said, <laughs> Yeah. Lou Ann Tui. Like, I'm not wearing that hideous orange. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I never liked it. it but uh, I used to have like a little Tennessee helmet when I was younger. I had a Miami Dolphins helmet and a Tennessee uh, volunteers helmet. And for some reason, I would like wear them in the backyard when I was kicking the football through field goal. Kicking, imagination was just going wild. Again, with Tennessee, though, it's like, you know, maybe that's just what I need to see from some of these other schools on these social media accounts. It's just you running out onto the stadium or, you know, give me a good hype video. You give me a good hype video, and I'm all in. That's all it takes for me. I am kind of here for Tennessee being back. Like, I, I, I think actually, it would be very fun, yeah. And Add even though they're an SEC, the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's cool. Another thing, this is just me being petty, their head coach, Josh Heupel, was a standout Oklahoma quarterback. And they chose Brent Venables over him. Like, imagine if Tennessee and Josh Heupel end up being really good. And all the OU fans have to be like, we could have had our guy. (laughs) We could have brought him back. We went for the defensive coach. And we went for the crazy coked out defensive coordinator, which probably shouldn't have said that, uh, who has to have a get back coach. That's another reason why I just don't like that guy. I just think that's so stupid. I saw a video of someone... Of a coach the other day that was like, oh, the get-back coach was having a hard time containing him. And I was like, that just looks stupid. Like, I, I wouldn't want to be the get-back the get back guy for a coach. Like, I got to chase you around and pull you back while you're elbowing my hands out of the way because you want to keep running on the field. If I were you an can't athletic director. discipline to a football team. Right. When you can't be disciplined enough yourself. NFL owner, whatever position it is, you know, to make that decision. I would never hire a person or allow a person to be hired if you have to have a get-back coach. Yes. Like, that just... I just have too much emotion on the field. I lose. No, it's called no. discipline. Right. Like yeah. take at some points you can't have emotion in the game. You got to be able to be ready on for the next call. Be ready for yeah, what's even going if you're on. a defensive Anderson guy. Because some people are like, oh, I want my defensive coordinator to do that. They got to be Robert a little bit crazy. That's who it was that I saw, and I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just it's so dumb. Sorry for pointing at you like that. By the way, I felt like that was really Robert like, Sala. Yeah, that was a very Robert Sala <laughs> move of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. The get back coach thing. Uh, good for those guys. They get a job. Usually it's like a strength and conditioning coordinator as well. I wouldn't do it. Even like Robert Sala, I think he's going to be a pretty good head coach. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. Yeah. I, I Difference hope the, of opinions on coaching, yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, back to these Heisman counts real quick. Uh, Stetson Bennett, plus 2,000. Mm-hmm. Anything there. Because he's low-key. I shouldn't even say low-key. Because he's high-key, been athletic this year. He's been a stud. No. Even last week against Mizzou, I felt like he made some throws that like kind of kept their drive going late in the game for them to get into a position to score. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, though, we were talking about the KU game. Jalen Daniels, mm-hmm. plus 4,000. Yep. I Come Saturday, I might throw some money down on that. Not a lot, but that's a pretty big return. Does I might this, pull a big uh, country. Throw 10 bucks down on that. <laughs> yeah. If he has a big game on Saturday – he could skyrocket. Heisman moments. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, our guy, Bijan Robinson, mm-hmm. plus 10000 I might throw a little money on that future as well. I'm glad you're bringing this up because I'm going to do the same thing. I got $100 in that, like, free uh, free bet from mm-hmm. Barstool. Uh, 
yeah let me guys know if you want to get that app i'll give you a referral we both get three bucks <laughs> those but those are two guys that are very low that i do think have some potential to do it like dylan gabriel is plus twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. no like that's just a loss <laughs> that's not going to happen you think will uh, levis has any chance he's plus twenty thousand. no because i think that he's been pretty bad yeah, last week Lately. you have a game in because of a fumble. It's not going to be another good. one that I kind of like. Jackson Dart. Oh, man, I was just looking at him. Good call. Plus fifteen thousand. Yeah, might throw a little bit of money on that one too. Um, I, there are a lot of guys. Obviously, they list a lot of odds, but those are a couple guys that I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, I might, I might throw some money down on that one. But I do think looking at the Heisman Trophy, it is also important that your team wins. They're not very often. I mean, it took Lamar Jackson. Having one of the best seasons ever <laughs> yeah. for a guy to win the Heisman Trophy on a not like dominant team. I think Louisville went like eight and four that year. Yes. Like they were still good, but he wasn't getting a lot of I mean, recognition. How many games did he have where he had like five touchdowns? Like right. his stats were just unreal. And then there was still question on like, oh, we don't know who's going to win the Heisman. Seems pretty yeah. freaking evident to me. Look at yeah. what he's doing. Like, oh, is his team good enough? I don't know. He ran for five fucking <laughs> touchdowns. So yeah. he's pretty damn good. Maybe vote for him for the Heisman. But it is. It's crazy. Uh, we haven't talked to any NFL football. Yeah, it's just bad this weekend. I mean, it's just been, honestly, I'll be, it's just been bad all year. Like, I mean, Tom Brady was asked in an interview, like, you know, there's a lot of two and two teams this year. Like, what are your thoughts? He's like, there's a lot of bad football going on. A lot of bad football being played in the NFL. And a lot I was of bad thinking, going on in his life, too. I don't want to get too deep into that. But right? uh, yeah, shoulder injury. Sure it was. Hey, uh, uh, you're meeting with a divorce attorney. Here's what it was. Uh, figured this out last night, talking to some buddies on uh, another podcast here. We discovered that the last time Tom Brady lost three games in a row was in 2002. That was before he was dating Giselle. There have yeah. been a lot of rumors and speculation that Giselle – a little bit into the witchcraft world and carries around a voodoo doll you would. and just does a whole, I'm dead. There's some just little, it makes sense where she like has this protection over Tom Brady and the Patriots or whatever team he's or on. Or the Illuminati to win. maybe is involved. I, maybe, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce right there. Like, hey, Freemasons. Well, here's the thing. Sasha Fierce? She's not going to be at the game. She's not going to well, be protecting him. He's not been playing too hot, kind of been dealing with some injuries. Mm-hmm. He's lost that protection. His voodoo doll is at home getting stabbed. Yeah. Maybe she's just poking a shit ton of needles in his shoulder. TB12 method can't overcome that. And this is where I become logical and explain things away. He is definitely under a lot of stress. I fully believe that he's having marital problems. I should, they moved out. Like, your body takes a toll. When you're going through a stressful event like that, your body takes a toll. And you're fucking 45 Been years there. old. Yeah, right? Like, I know. <laughs> so I think that is actually probably playing a... A large role. I know it yeah. maybe sounds stupid. It'd be like, ah, you're dumb. He's just old and sucks. No, he doesn't. Uh, homie's just going through some stuff. And he's he probably is, off his diet. And he's an emotional person as well. I mean, yeah. like, and we've praised that about Tom this Brady. This doesn't sound like it's his idea. No. Been there before. I mean, we've no heard shame. her say it on several documentaries, right, where she's waiting for Tom Brady to retire, and he's like it's, three more seasons. It's been five seasons, Tom. <laughs> Probably more than that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who how knows how long you ago he told her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bet he was 36, and he was like, you know, babe, I'll hang it up when I'm 40. Mm-hmm. And then he turned 40, and he's like, yeah, give me three years. Three more years, try to win another Super Bowl. If I do, I'll retire. Yeah. Wins another Super Bowl, and he's like, nah, I'm coming back. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Comes back for one more year. Okay, retire. I'm retiring, I'm done. Psych, six weeks later. I'm tired of spending time with you guys. 
Uh, imagine, I feel bad saying that because I never want to just speak on another relationship like that, right? Or just try and get in the middle of it. We're definitely not going to either way. They don't have any idea who we yeah, are. Yeah, he's not going to listen. But If he does, hey, what's up, Tom? Yeah, really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I used to hate you, but I respect you now. Yeah. It, I, I kind of – Like, it. I'm still rooting for him oh, to be yeah. good. Uh, but I just – I kind of want to see it. Like, even last week when the Chiefs were just dominating them, like mm-hmm. – I don't know why. No more Mr. Nice Guy. He came back. I was like, I was kind of starting to feel bad for Tom Brady. Yeah, like, hey, like, maybe let him get a like, touchdown like, late. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, guys, maybe ease up. He's not, you know, he's not doing so hot. Don't be so good. His wife's not here. On kids defense. aren't here. That's tough. And you mentioned it, too. Like, there are a lot of two-and-two two football teams. And it, going back to the college football world, it's kind of crazy because everybody is always like, oh, I hate it when there's such a dominant team. I don't want to see the Patriots run the table. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to see Alabama win every year. But now that we have parity in both college football and the NFL, we're sitting here like, this sucks. There's no good team. Like, <laughs> you don't even know Eagles? what to do. What nah, you screw about? that. Don't want to watch on Sundays. So it is, it's weird. It's almost like you need that villain. You need like – you need the Yankees to be good because then people will watch and root against them. Mm-hmm. You need, whether it's the Chiefs that are dominating, who are still playing pretty well, yeah. too. Or, you know, even the Buccaneers to, like, come Bills, back and yeah. play well. I feel you, like you we're all rooting for the Bills right now, though. So there's, they're not going to be the bad mm-hmm. guy for a while. And the Eagles, like, the Eagles have the best fo- record in football. Nobody's rooting against the Eagles. Unless you're, like, a Giants or a Washington fan. Or me. Or you. <laughs> I just, I still don't believe it. I don't. But the more that I listen to Jalen Hurts after games, give his team talks, and just how mature and of a leader he sounds, it's like, damn. Like, mm-hmm. maybe the Eagles do have something. <laughs> like, I just. That's why he, I've always liked him. Yeah. Even going back to when Alabama. Benched, yeah. With the way he handled that situation. Like, he could have left easily, and everybody would have understood it. But him, like, sticking around. The way the work ethic, even yeah. when he was at Oklahoma, I could not root against him. Well, it never, and as weird as it sounds, like it was like he was at Oklahoma, but he wasn't there because we all knew he was just yeah. using Oklahoma as a stepping stone to <laughs> right. prove, like, yeah. I can't. So I'm just here because Lincoln Riley is. Yeah, and I'm going to the next level. Right. Like, I'm still going to return to Alabama and do like <laughs> autograph signings yeah. and stuff like that. But I don't feel like there are many people right now that are rooting against the Eagles or even like the Bills, who are kind of the team of destiny. Mm hmm. This year, right? So maybe it's just a, it's a very weird. Would you say the season. Bengals are the bad guys in the NFL right now? Maybe that's just us. Like I feel like everyone just looks at the Bengals like ah, I don't know. So told many you, you wouldn't go back. Yeah, so many people love Joe Burrow though. Yeah, that I don't. I know still that. do. I just feel like there's a lot of like maybe it's just somehow I found myself in that rabbit hole on Twitter where it's just like everyone shits mm-hmm. on Joe Burrow. And you know, like I think the only good game this weekend in the NFL is the Eagles at the Cardinals. Like, other than that, it's really – Monday night football is obviously very good. We can talk about that one on Sunday. Um, Chiefs-Raiders. I'll be at that game, yep. But other than that, like, Bengals and Ravens on Sunday night football is pretty good. Yeah. But the Bengals I think the have kind of sucked this year. I think the games this week are going to be pretty enjoyable. Except, Except for, tonight. for tonight. Yeah. Let's, I don't even want to – I mean, I don't no, know who's going to win that game. Honestly, Broncos, like, they're both bad. There's no way I'm betting money on it. I was going to try and make my way over to Kansas so I could play some bets for the week. I'm not going to have to worry about it Saturday. I'm not even going to waste my time. And then time. Jonathan Taylor's not playing. Yeah. So like, Shaq freaking yeah, – like, I feel so bad for the guy. Shaq Leonard, you finally get to come back, concussion, and you break your freaking nose. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Right? Yeah, it's tough. So I'm, I'm not really paying any attention to – the NFL schedule either. Uh, I will say there's a lot of talk about the Dolphins game 
I think the Jets are going to win this thing. Dolphins versus Jets. Somehow the Jets are still an underdog. And uh, Zach Wilson is set to play this weekend again, so that's good. I yeah. think Teddy Bridgewater starting for the Dolphins. He that's going to be a better be. Pretty, yeah, that's going to be a pretty. If, Tua's, if he's on that field, somebody needs to walk out there and kidnap him. <laughs> and I Magic show. <laughs> I literally mean that. You need to take him off the field and protect him against the Dolphins. I think he. they've already ruled him out for this week. I think there's a possibility he's ruled out for next week too, which – Good. <laughs> like, yeah. let him let him Duh. rest for almost a month. Like, let yeah. his brain just be like, okay, this is out like indefinitely to float in the middle again. Yes, just say that. Ugh. But the Dolphins are a three and a half point favorite. I'm taking the Jets in that one. The only thing that scares me, and I almost talked myself the other way with this, that like, oh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback. It's going to be a boring play. He kind of matches up with Jimmy Garoppolo, and McDaniel's used to that in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That might just carry over. He's like, yeah, we're just going to do a bunch of like rollout yeah. play action stuff, and we're just going to dink and dunk our way down the field. They're low-key injured, too, though. Yeah. Yeah, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle both on the injury report this week. It's With weird what, for me. What injuries? I didn't see that. Actually. I don't remember what they were, but they're both listed. So, I mean, they'll probably play. They're both questionable. But the fact that they're listed on yeah. there um, kind of hurts their odds. So, I am taking the Jets in that one. Um, in another thing that I wanted to talk about is the fan that was on the field for, was that Monday night football yeah. for uh Niners Rams? Again, mm-hmm. the Rams cannot beat the Niners in the regular season. No, Seven it's straight crazy. games. And it wasn't even a close game. That was such a boring game. It really was. I, uh, I didn't pay attention. To the it. most exciting part was that a fan ran out onto the field and Bobby Wagner leveled him. Yep. And you know what? Not even leveled him. He got a decent little shot on him. It was nowhere near as bad yeah. as it could have been. He, like if, his helmet got him on the side of his head. He could have went, you know, full Tua yeah. if he wanted to. He didn't. Uh, but now the fan has filed a police report against Bobby Wagner. I don't know, like, I don't know what side I'm on on that. Like, if I'm the police, I'm laughing at it. Like, you... Mm-hmm. You trespass like is that trespassing? Like if it you is, get on it the is field, actually trespassing. So then you're defending yourself. But it's, it's like not you walk necessarily house and they shoot you. But it's not Bobby Wagner's house is the interesting part. <laughs> it's that's like that's true. it is somebody else's <laughs> that's house. That's my neighbor. <laughs> right? You're like, hey, you were in my neighborhood, so we chased you down. Uh no, that's not the way that that works. So I, it's not right. But I almost think the fan, like, he's got like I he's got something there. I love it though. Like I feel like if you're a fan, if you're ballsy mm-hmm. enough to run on the field, you're ballsy enough to get hit by one of those. You guys. should like the NFL should almost come out and be like, "Hey, if you enter the field of play, you're a fair game." Our our players, sorry, like oh, he was trying to like, run out onto the field. Not, like if you hop in a tiger's exhibit at a zoo, yeah, the zoo can't happen? be held. You think the tiger's like can't get you? No, he's like that's fucking free range dinner, dude. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Or you know if. Some like if you're a factory worker, mm-hmm. and somebody runs in all crazily with uh, whatever it is, a smoke bomb or whatever, and you lay that person out, probably not going to be a big deal. Yeah, you're a hero. Hey, don't run into a building or a stadium with whatever these smoke bomb things are. Yeah, I did not. He wasn't even promoting anything. I don't think he had seen... something written on written on his shirt, oh. like something dot com. Which thankfully I don't know what it is because nobody's really putting it out yeah. there. But I believe this is the second time that's happened this year. There was somebody else that ran out onto the field. 
Uh, it was a game a while back. Yeah, I do remember that. I should say a while back. It was like two, three weeks ago. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But this, this, it's almost like the glue people that were you know trying to glue themselves to the floor <laughs> of the NBA games. It's like now whoever this just, new group is, I still want to talk to them and be like, "Did you think the the glue would dry that fast, honey? <laughs> like, did you think it would be that quick?" Peek behind the curtain. We had the opportunity, and I kind of dropped the ball on that one. Oh, did we really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, to the actual girl. Maybe I reached back out. I think I deleted that email, though, because I can't have emails in my inbox. It drives me nuts. That's <laughs> part of my Man, OCD. you don't want to look at mine. <laughs> <laughs> she was willing to be on the podcast. Son of a bitch. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Call her <Right>. back. <laughs> But we'll, get she, their, we'll just you know we'll get their message repumping back through. Yeah, that was another one of those things where it's like I saw who it was and it's like I'm gonna send a DM. Yeah, but we'll just see what happens. Not thinking they would reply, and it took a while for them to message me back. And then it was like I'm the head of the organization or whatever, but I'll put you in touch with the girl that actually did it, like the the first one. No. <laughs> and it, then it took her a while to get back to me. And when she finally did, I'm like, nah, hype's kind of done. Past it, yeah. <laughs> like, I think the basketball season was even over by that point. Like, it, this was like a two month thing. It's like, ladies, I want to gel on like Tuesday. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's oh, talk about week. it while it's yeah. hot. Like, not two months later. Like, oh, yeah, glue She's girl. She's fucking in jail, dude. She didn't get out. <laughs> they couldn't afford bail. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. She's looking at but, the organization like, hey, come get me. And they're like, oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, kind of spent that money on those tickets. <laughs> really appreciate the sacrifice, We though. put the second girl courtside <laughs> at a playoff game. <laughs> we didn't really have uh, money for you. Investors are a little pissed. Um, yeah. They didn't really, really get what the message was about, so... Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we reach back out. But I don't it is interesting. Like legally, where do you stand? Bobby Wagner should not be in trouble for it. But again, like I do think that there's something there. You do kind of have a hel- like a weapon on your head in mm-hmm. the helmet. Like yeah. that going it's against like, a normal skull probably doesn't feel yeah, good, like, but there's nowhere in his job description to be like, hey, by the way, if there's a fan on the field, you gotta be the guy. Like, I, not- I bet the NFL send a memo like, hey, we don't need heroes, like let security yep. do the job. I, I, I think so yeah. too. Also, like I said though, the NFL should come out with something, put a sign up and be like, Hey, if you enter the field of play, chances are you're gonna get hit by a linebacker. I've seen a lot of videos of people doing that like soccer games, like overseas and like Europe in Europe and stuff. I would love – and the players are so welcoming to it. Like, a fan will run up and give – like, they get on their knees and give them a hug and, like, praise them. And the player reacts and, like, gives them a hug back and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to see a player just full-blown, like, body kick them. Like, just – Chase them down. Like, bicycle <laughs> kick right to the ribs or just, like, uh-huh. double like double kick like the, the water boy. to the back. You 62. Guess. 62. And, and just <laughs> double leg kick. <laughs> yeah, just lay one out. Uh, and that's kind of what we uh, – Maybe saw between Draymond Green and oh, Jordan man. Poole. I want to know the full story on this. I do too. I don't know and if we'll ever get it. I think Draymond Green talks and acts like he's Steph Curry. Steph Curry talks and acts like he's Draymond Green. Like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm kind of a role player. Yeah. I used to be good at defense, but I'm still super humble. <laughs> Draymond Green, I'm so done with him. And I defended him in the playoffs uh-huh. and thought his podcast was cool. Not anymore, dude. Like, if I'm the Warriors, and it comes down to it, I would cut Draymond so fast to I keep Jordan trying to figure out, like, maybe we trade this guy. Like, maybe we move on. But at the same time, I don't know, because he did end up kind of was in discussion for Defensive Player of the Year for a little bit last year. I think I only off the name. What did Jordan Poole say back that got Draymond so pissed? 
-hmm. Like, how did someone get underneath Draymond's skin? Because that's impressive enough as it, it is. It makes me like Jordan Poole more. Yeah. Like, he ain't putting up with no one's shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, good it for good. him. Like, yeah. Draymond Green uh, has been vital to the Warriors' success over the last couple of years. Not anymore. Like, you, now you can't get away with that stuff. Like, yeah. maybe back in your heyday five years ago or so, you could get away with probably punching somebody else that's on bench. But right now, Jordan Poole is so much more important than Draymond Green will ever One be One of your again. top scorers now. And, and like, I mean, if Clay and Steph stay healthy and Jordan Poole stays healthy, and then the emergence of Andrew Wiggins, you know, just getting to be the guy mm -hmm. whenever he needs to be, the Warriors are going to be scary. And then you got Draymond Green. Maybe he's just jealous. Where and they kind of talked about anymore. Jordan Poole is like he's the next wave of mm -hmm. what's going to be really good here. Yep. So I, I would cut Draymond in a heartbeat if I needed to. I, cause I don't think you can even trade him. He makes too much money. <laughs> I don't think that anybody out there wants him. Not, yeah. Not for like for trade. Like, yeah. Obviously, if he was available, I think you know there are probably twenty nine teams that would add him. Probably the Miami Heat. Like, we'll take him. Like, yeah, but like, I'm not, I'm not shipping off some young player for a super expensive Draymond Green. Yeah. Not even if I'm, you know, the Lakers. Like LeBron might do it, but I, I wouldn't. <laughs> freaking Anthony Davis out the other night. Lower back tightness. Uh, it's a freaking preseason, dude. <laughs> like, what the hell have you been doing? You tell me you haven't got a single massage or anything or any rehab hopefully, on your back. Like, oh, just let yeah, hopefully they just have to put, like, some kind of injury designation out there. And it's just like, no, it's the preseason. I'm yeah, not back's a little tight today. Bingo. Yeah. I don't know how that works in basketball. But, like, in the preseason, they'll just come out for football and just say, like, no, he's not playing. Yeah. Why? It's the preseason. <laughs> we don't do that. That's the You used to do that in the 90s. We don't do that anymore. Uh, another thing that's going to be really exciting tomorrow uh, baseball is back. Yes, sir. It, it has been going on for a very long time. <laughs> now I'm back interested in it. The Royals officially done for on the season. They fired Mike Matheny. Thank God they fired their pitching coach. But now we get to see like really good competitive baseball. And playoff baseball is one of the best things in the world. Mm. I, I will watch these games. I, I don't know if they're all on ESPN or TNT, whatever it is. I'll be watching them. And all four games are tomorrow. Damn. I guess yeah. I didn't realize all four tomorrow. They, the one thing that I did not realize looking at this is that the uh, the Guardians are the third-ranked team in the AL. Mm -hmm. That's how bad the AL that. Central is, is that the Guardians won it. Jesus. And also, we should probably mention the White Sox. Um, they didn't fire Tony La Russa. He stepped down. He oh, was told he's not that. coming back. Fuck yeah. Good for the White Sox. And then the Royals released their pitching coach mm -hmm. and Mike Matheny. Yeah. Like, yeah. So why didn't you do that four months and ago? And then you had like, the Tiger. Where are the Twins? What happened with the Twins? You really shit the bed. They too. fell off. Minnesota. Yeah. You let a team called the Guardians make it to the playoffs. <laughs> that is embarrassing. Wow. We should have just let another AL East team in. Should have let in Toronto. and just Oh, Toronto made it. Should have let in the Red Sox. And just been like, hey. We're going to put you in the Central this year. <laughs> I know you didn't compete over there at all this year. That division is so bad. I kind of wish can make it in. they just did that in every sport. It's like, you know what? At the end of the year, like these divisions don't really matter. Who had the best records? Best record to get in. Right. Very tough. I mean, it's what we do for a fantasy football league. It screwed me out of the playoffs last year. <laughs> just part of it. It is tough, though, because you should almost let one in, but at the same time, looking at it this year, 
probably shouldn't. Or that year that the uh, NFC East was super bad. Yeah. It's like why did why let one of them in? <laughs> why is it the you Eagles know they're not the good? Yeah. They have no chance of winning. Or was it Washington? It was Washington because then yeah, they almost like a beat, losing record. They almost beat. Uh, is it your dad got hurt? Yep. Yeah. Because Tyler Heineke had a good playoff and I was like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rays and Guardians, who I will never be used to saying that one, going to start it off tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's just wonderful. A little afternoon baseball for you. Then the Phillies at Cardinals at 1 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Mariners breaking their uh, playoff drought against Toronto. That game's going to start at 3 o'clock on ESPN. And then the Padres and Mets at 7 o'clock. At night, I I do also, I kind of love that they're doing this. Just like, hey, playing every game. <laughs> this is the new like wild card series, playing every game on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No breaks. We don't care about that stuff. You can travel and then play. If you're one of these teams that's resting, you're like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Oh, one hundred percent. Like you deserve the buy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You deserve the weekend off. Good for you. Yeah. The thing it, is with this too, though. Is like the Mets. You ride strong all year, and you get here right towards the end. I and here love come it. the Braves. Like just freaking gung ho. Such a Mets sound thing the trumpets, to do. baby. Yeah. <laughs> we got a new freaking closer. Right, and the Mets are like, we're awesome. We're gonna win the World Series, <laughs> and then a total collapse at the end of the year, where the Braves <laughs> swoop in and still win oh. the division. And uh, I should let it be known, as I usually do. Braves are my team. Yeah. That's who I'm rooting for in the playoffs this year. I still think that they can be very good. But I think if you are Major League Baseball, you are probably rooting for Mets, Yankees. I think it would be huge. <laughs> Just this New York year. gets to dominate the sports world. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, it, well, the Subway Series a uh, long time ago between the Yankees and Mets was really good. And you had guys like Roger Clemens throwing baseball bats at Mike Piazza. I, and I think, you know, Aaron Judge, obviously, what he did this year. Uh, is fantastic. I hate that a lot of people are starting to discredit that. Like Barry Bonds holds a real home run record. I know. Like, why can't we just separate it? Like I had people, I had a buddy mm-hmm. reach out to me the other day. He was like, Barry Bonds holds a real home run record. And I didn't respond to it. And I was just like, man, like I get it. But like, mm-hmm. that's the steroids part of it. Like as of right now, what we know with Aaron like, why, Judge. Just look at it no rationally. <laughs> Obviously these other guys, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And you can still think that Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame and then also say, Aaron Judge, kind of the home run guy now. Yes. I don't understand why people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, people cheated in every era. Well, yeah, but that one specifically, (laughs) where there's a giant, like probably the most famous sports record that there is, Mm -hmm. home runs in a season, was cheated by the top like six guys. (laughs) So why not recognize Aaron Judge for it? I don't know. I don't. I get hope it. he never tests positive for anything because if he does, then it is immediately erased. Everything we just said, forget about it. Oh yeah, and then if every... he remains clean. Holy cow, mm-hmm. that's impressive. Yeah. It, I mean, it's going to be a long time. I'm maybe until mm-hmm. we see that again. I don't know. Pete Alonso might come out next year and be like, "Fuck it, here I am. Yeah. My turn." <laughs> if he does it, I think he might be just. <laughs> ah, he looks like it, anyways. To be he honest, he looks like a young Mark McGuire. Like his forearms are massive. His chest is. I mean. Uh-huh. He's just so broad. It's insane. Like yeah, he, he it's is ridiculously strong. He's got the upside down pizza shape that yeah. bodybuilders reach for. He chops he's got wood it in or a something. baseball uniform. It's yeah. insane. And again, you know, Yankees Mets, I think if that's the World Series matchup, get Pete Alonso versus Aaron Judge in there smashing home runs, I, I think it would be electric. Yeah. Uh who are you rooting for in terms of the World Series matchup? 
The Braves all the way. Honestly, like if I the two teams that I like the most would be Braves Dodgers. Yeah. And looking at the Dodgers, I don't know that anyone is actually good enough to beat them. I don't feel like I've heard anything about the Dodgers in a while. Are things just going that good, or have they just been sliding yes. underneath the radar of like that's how good things are going for? There's not. A, the there's Dodgers. no reason to even talk about. It. I was like, yeah, Dodgers are good. I might be wrong on this, but I believe that they led all of Major League Baseball in points scored, runs scored, and also runs allowed had the lowest. Fuck. Their run differential was plus three hundred and thirty. What's the next closest? Just just for reference, like throwing out some other really good teams. The Cardinals were 135. <laughs> Double. The it. Dodgers were 200 runs better than that. Holy cow. And the Cardinals won 93 games. <laughs> like, they were good. I know that we kind of got uh, like caught up in the pool holes hype. That was a really good team all year. Like the Braves even, 180 on run differential. The Houston Astros, so they play absolutely no one in their division. It's terrible. 219. It's like you were still like 120, 115 runs away mm-hmm. from the Dodgers. So I, I, it's cool. I don't know that anybody is good enough to beat them. I'll be Maybe honest, a I healthy Yankees team. Don't feel like I've heard anything about Houston either, which is almost kind of scary. It's just like, yeah, shit, mm-hmm. Houston cheated. We tried to, like, you know what I mean? Just like we let you guys throw at them. They're still good. We just pissed them off even more. And I assume you are a Cardinals guy for the postseason. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. I was going to go into that, too. I'm, I'm rooting for the Cardinals. I want to believe in that hype. I am worried about the fact that you're playing the Phillies because the Phillies are kind of coming in hot, playing good baseball right here towards the end of the year, which is what you want to be doing. They find themselves on the wild card. They're back in the playoffs. Hopefully St. Louis realizes like how special this can be with the last year of Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols and Adam Wainwright, and you just – keep that rolling like hopefully that message and hype doesn't run dry at some point like I want them to continue to go because St. Louis I feel like it's been a while since we've got to see them and their fan base on atmosphere of playoff baseball for them and I want it to be back because I feel like they deserve it and I usually don't say that because I can't stand when the Cardinals are good sometimes because their fans are just ruthless but this year I want to see it mainly because of Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina yeah well I agree with you actually I'm not the biggest Cardinals supporter if they win the World Series and that kind of trio retires, I'll be happy for them. Incredible. And they're all, mm-hmm. I, in my mind, all three first ballot Hall of Famers. It, the if problem they all is. get another World Series. If they beat the Phillies, then they have to face the Braves. That's going to be tough. And I assume, even like whoever they would face in the NLCS, it's going to yeah. be the Dodgers, probably. Very tough. Or the Mets, who at one point in the season looked like the best team in baseball. Yep. Or the Padres, who roll out one of the best lineups in baseball. Yeah. Like the Cardinals are going to have their work cut out for them if they can make the World Series. And then it's like you reach that far and it's like, ooh, you're going to have to play Houston, Yankees, or mm-hmm. Toronto. Because I mean, at the beginning of right. the year, we talked about how this feels like it's Toronto's year. Similar to how we talked about with Buffalo, you know, they'd be in this year to make the run to the Super Bowl and actually making it. Yeah, I feel like Toronto was our pick. I don't remember who we picked for the NL. Yeah, but AOYs, I feel like we both decided on Toronto to make it, and they'll face the Mariners. And I, I'm glad that the Mariners are back in the postseason. Toronto should win that Smoke one. Smoke them, honestly. Although Whit Merrifield can suck one, and I hope he doesn't <laughs> win a World Series. I got so. two of them. Pick one, bub. <laughs> right, we'll see uh, what happens with them. Very excited to start baseball uh, tomorrow, though. And uh, let's get to our tell the truths. As well, I thought Joe Burrow had a couple interesting things to say uh, this weekend, and it kind of got me thinking back to 
some of this, my own personal situations that I had, but Joe Burrow was coming out and saying that there are parts of games that he can't remember dating back to high school. And a lot of people kind of started to freak out about like, whoa, hey, Joe, like you probably have some head injuries. And then I was like, I can't remember most of the games I played. Yeah, I don't feel like that's even a head because like I think about this all the time mm-hmm. back to high school. It's like, especially I think baseball. They're, yeah, they're like I've two had, different kinds of people. I've had I've had to ask my friends like, hey, like, do you remember like baseball seasons? Like, do you remember me as a mm-hmm. teammate, as a player? Because like I just, I don't have any vivid memory, and I don't know if that goes mm-hmm. to show for like how bad I was or just how much I overlooked it. Like, right. And we weren't good at baseball like our class as a whole. We should have been much better. We just weren't. It didn't work out. But like as an individual, it's just like. I don't know what kind of hater I was. You know what I mean? Like, I, like at first base, I felt like I made some plays. Pitching-wise, I knew I didn't have much control. But, like, I still don't have, like, vivid memories of that. Like, even basketball. Like, basketball, we were really good. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We went playoffs, districts, deep runs, and it's just, like, I don't remember a and lot I'm, of games and yeah, moments I'm or anything. Yeah, I'm old like enough, that. and you're probably to the point, too. Uh, where, like, you, if you see guys that you went to high school with and played sports with, they'll be like, hey, you remember, like, this play or this game? And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, I just overlooked yeah. that. I remember I some know. of the dumb shit that I did, but not I feel games. like a lot of it, too, with, like, us is because I remember hearing it from you guys. It was just always like, don't pay attention to the score. Just play the game. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let that be a factor of, like, the effort you put in the game. Just play at a very high level. Like, I remember hearing you guys tell me that as a kid one time. It was mainly because, like, probably not winning anyways. Who cares? Oh, because you're just going to go get go your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, just play hard. And so, like, that was – like, I remember going into halftime of some games, and they'd be like – I would just be asking, I was like, hey, what's the score? And they're like, oh, you don't know the score? And I was like, no, I didn't look at it. Are we winning mm-hmm. or losing? Now, like, situational awareness is, so, like, like yeah, super important. <laughs> towards the end of games, you know what I mean? You're very aware because you're constantly looking at it and you're trying to know where you're at. But, like, in, but in like, your defense, too, is you weren't, like, in those games. It wasn't like you were going to halftime and it was like, yeah. oh, it's 13-14. Yep. It was like, hey, it's already 28 to nothing. Like, hey, we didn't do too bad. <laughs> Fucking in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, and you're, like, you're on the losing end of that. It was yeah. a terrible football program. But I, I do think that – We've looked at so many guys like Sean McVay that will be like, oh, I can tell you every play, every mm-hmm. play call, what the time on the clock was. And, like, that is super cool. But I do think that there are other people out there, like Joe Burrow, that are just like, I'm not getting too caught up on that. Like, I'll watch the film and do stuff like that. I think he's a great competitor. But he's probably not getting too caught up with those little moments. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he does have you know, a couple head injuries. He took one hell of a shot at LSU yeah. that everybody remembers. But he stayed in the game. That just reset his clock, though. I mean, that made Joe Brocho. I mean, he probably like. definitely had a concussion. <laughs> I was watching that one live, and I thought he died. <laughs> like, I, don't, I think it's hard for me to remember. Maybe I have a concussion. Uh, it's hard for me to remember, like, if I tweeted it or not. But I definitely had a moment of, I want to make sure he's okay before I tweet anything. <laughs> yeah. like, let's see if he gets up, what happens. Yeah, the way he just, like, collapsed and laid down. Like, it was an awkward mm-hmm. And then he came collapse. back and was like, oh, yeah. holy shit. Good <laughs> for pissed, you, Joe. Pissed him off. <laughs> yeah. Like, his so. coaches kept telling him, like, hey, don't play mad. And then he was just like, I'm pissed. Like, I'm livid. Mm-hmm. Let me ball. Yeah, so my first tell the truth is, like, I don't know. I can't remember 98% of the games that I've ever played yep. in my entire life. Yep. I'll remember some moments. I remember like spots of plays. Mm-hmm. I've got like a, my own highlight reel. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was cool. I couldn't tell you if we won or lost those games. I'm gonna bet we lost because <laughs> we were bad at sports. But like, I don't. I wish people know. could see in your face on that. I bet we lost. <laughs> I mean, but you get it because we went oh, to the same 100%, high school. Yeah, we were terrible at everything, especially my like group that I went through school. Yeah, with. I think we won like. 
I remember winning a game one time in basketball and people flipping out. We really? won a homecoming game against another really bad team. <laughs> and people treated it like we had just won Freaking the Super state. Bowl. <laughs> right. Because like the group ahead of me, when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, the high school group was very good. Like yeah. they did make some state title runs, things like that. My group comes up and the group that was just ahead of me, dog shit terrible. And there was one season we didn't win a single game in basketball. So I guess that's what oh, it was. Wow. Then the next season we did win a game or a couple. Yeah. But we, like winning homecoming was like, oh my God, I can't believe they actually did Frickin it. Freaking like, did it. We won yeah. the game we're supposed to win. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I don't know. Tell the truth Tuesday. I don't think I had any concussions, yeah. but at the same time, like nobody would have known. I feel like, yeah, some players just kind of over. I wonder how many other players kind of have that too, like that are in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of people that play football that learned, like they just grow to hate the sport. They're like, they're just sick of it. Oh, well, and, you just, know, there are it, people at the NFL too that are just like, I'm doing this because I make good money doing yeah, it. I'm making, I'm going to work my ass off, but like, I don't love what I do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So my first tell the truth Tuesday, uh, it's just some, some car wash thoughts in the terms of, <laughs> And explain this. Maybe shared this necessarily. No, okay. <laughs> maybe it's not necessarily tell the truth, but maybe just like an observation I've noticed, like driving around Joplin, is Joplin. Is, I feel like they're on the up and up of like continuing to just like build the city, add businesses, restaurants, stuff like that. But with that, they've also just thought like, hey, we got like some empty plots here. What are we gonna do with it? Car wash. I feel like I've seen three new car washes go up it's in the last year. Stupid. I, in Joplin, and it's, it's just got to like, be money laundering. And I mean, it feels like it because I the don't same know why we need, but it's just like I feel like I've noticed. I was like, empty pot of land. What are we going to do with that? Maybe like house? Nope. New so building I'm, business? Car wash? I'm trying to think of, like how many McDonald's we have. Like to give people a, a reference, I would say we probably have six or seven McDonald's, right? Yeah, give or take. Yep. I bet we have ten car washes. There's three McDonald's on Range Line. There's the two on Madison, the one on 7th, and one by the hospitals. Mm-hmm. Right. So, six, I, seven. Man, I feel like a lard ass even knowing that. But, like, even with the Sonic, <laughs> like, it's just there are certain parts of town where, like, there's the, the group of businesses or hospitals. But I can't count in my head how many car washes we have. Yeah. I, like, I wouldn't even know where and to these start. new car washes that are going in are, like, the drive through ones that, you know, mm-hmm. you get the free vacuums on. It's not like, oh, you pull in, you wash the car yourself, then you go over the vacuum, you spend 25 minutes. By the way, those car washes suck. I go to the... an old school one where you have to park your vehicle in it, mm-hmm. and then it does the wash yes. like around you. It is ten times better than these stupid drive-through ones. Yep, they're a like waste of money. I hate that because it's like, okay, I'm paying twelve dollars for mm-hmm. this, and I'm the the special wax clean on my wheels at the end. Yep, you can't even tell exactly that. And the fact it's like I got bugs on my windshield. Are we still. even like is the cycle correct? Like, or is the person behind me getting my twelve dollars and I'm getting the person's eight dollars and five? I've heard, like, I've heard a lot of people say over? that too, though. Of like, hey, pay for the basic one because there's no way that they're actually like determining yeah. who goes through. Like, everybody gets the same wash. It's do you want to pay five bucks for it or do you want to pay twelve bucks for That's it? That's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. And at those drive-through car washes, I kind of do agree. The car wash that I go to, it's close to my house. It is a twelve-dollar car wash, but I can tell that like my wheels got waxed. Yeah, like, like I noticed. Nice. <laughs> I no bugs on my window or um, my side mirror. Is it the car wash that's over there by the uh, the antique store that we yep. go to? It's wonderful. I need to go there. Mm-hmm. I need to wash my car. I keep telling myself I'm going to, and then I just 
Well, apparently we're done with rain. It's never raining yeah, again. Yeah, that's why I need to get it because that's my thing. And I've said this before. Is like I go get a car wash and then it freaking rains the next day. And I was There's like, so There's much a waste dust of money. just everywhere. <laughs> Kicking the shit out of everyone's allergies. It I'm, is. I've been solid. I'm not going to wood as I say it. Yeah? You want the face to hear it. I don't, I don't have like bad allergies, but. I don't feel like I do either. But when I get them, man, they rock me. They rock really? my world. I yeah. always get like a winter cold. It's like, this is kicking my ass. I yep. can't breathe out of my nose. It usually happens around or shortly after Thanksgiving. And it's like, I'm, I'm fucked. Mine usually happens. I don't, it almost comes off as allergies, but it's not because it's like right there towards the end of winter when it gets like that, that last super freezing cold. My ass gets that one warm day and I'm like, oh, I'm good. And then I go out and it's freezing cold. And my body's like, you fucked sick. <laughs> right. Um, I have one more tell the truth Tuesday. Uh, I was out in Joplin today. I feel like we haven't updated people on crazy Joplin in a while. <laughs> I was standing in line at a gas station. It was a Casey's. The great people at Casey's, it's not their fault. Still love that gas station. There was a lady who was absolutely just tweaking out in front of me, like clearly on meth. Like you could tell by the way she was moving her mouth, the way that she was talking. Ugh. And things like that. And I'm just like, lady, buy your Bud Light or your Bud Heavies and get out of here. Like, buy. She had like a 12-pack of them. But she was telling her life story. She was talking about how she's just trying to walk and trying to walk this thing out. And I'm like, you are so high that you're like, I'm going to walk it off and go to Casey's and grab some beer. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. She turns around, and she is like nine months pregnant. She was talking about trying to walk off a baby while buying beer and very, very clearly high. Oh my God. It's like, we gotta be, you gotta do better than Can that. You call the cops in that situation. I, I think that they were kind of like the workers were looking at each other. Like we should probably do something about this. And it didn't really hit me until she turned around. Cause again, she's tweaked out on meth. She's yeah. very skinny. It's kind of hard to tell that she was pregnant from looking at her behind. Yeah. And then she turns around. And then she and turns and it's like, lump. you're real pregnant. Yikes. Real, real pregnant. Like you're trying to walk so that you can have this baby, but at the same time, you're buying beer. Maybe it was for her man. I don't know. Maybe She's it's a celebration. High. Baby comes out, drinks. Haven't had this in nine months. Yeah. Not breastfeeding. Shotguns it. Screw this. Yeah. That's not funny. Uh-huh. Stone Cold Steve Austin while she's laying in the bed. <laughs> Damn yeah. it. Good old Joplin, though. I kind of Gotta forgot. freaking love it. How oh. great this town is, though. You should definitely stop by, though. Check out some of our great sponsors. 100%. Yeah, just overlook the cracked out pregnant woman. Uh, my last Tell the Truth Tuesday, again, maybe this is just a Tell the Truth idea. Giant straws for your drinks. Because I've been <laughs> stopping by Sonic after work, coming in back in town, right there at Stone's Corner to come in and do the podcast. Uh-huh. Half price drinks in the app. No free ads. Hey, but legit. People helping people. If you're going to go to like Sonic, the get two for the app. five, You get a drink and a two for five food menu for like seven bucks. You try and just order off the regular menu and a drink. A two like, for five is seven dollars. So two for five, and then you get a half price drink, and it equals be like okay. seven bucks. Yeah. So you get two snacks for five dollars. Then you're adding. A yeah, drink. but I get like a, a little okay. quarter pound cheeseburger and then one of those free burritos. I thought you were those saying that the deal amazing. is like a drink and a snack, and it's five bucks. And you were saying it costs seven. Oh. I was about to say, bud, you're not getting the deal. <laughs> and that's yeah. Not the way five dollar foot long got your ass. Now it's twelve (laughs) dollars. Yeah, no. no. Sonic is great. Yeah, get the app. Our buddy Cole that sits in here with us sometimes. Mm -hmm. We talk about him all the time. 
He tried to tell me for months. He's like, hey, get the Sonic app. My Do buddy it. Tucker did the same thing. I was like, dude, you're such a loser. It has to be the best on the rewards app. 100% is. I feel bad. I take it back. He's not a loser. He's very smart. <laughs> but, but, you know, smart. I've, I've seen other people. Like, oh, I'll get the Taco Bell app, like this one, that one. The Sonic one has the best rewards yep. because it is half-priced drinks all day long. And it's super convenient, too, because you can be like, hey, I'm getting ready to leave work. I'm going to stop by Sonic in five minutes. Let me put my order in right now so it's ready when I get And all you got to do is pull up to the stall, click it, and they run it out to you. Yeah. Like legit. The one I've been going to right here on 7th, they sprint out that freaking door. And I'm like, you go, girl. They used to rollerblade. You go, Glen Coco. You bring me my freaking bird. Giant straws, though? I don't think you Yeah, let me get into this. So before I interrupt been, this is where this whole thing went. Is like I get this drink, <laughs> Route 44. That's a large drink to just be setting in a cup holder and then picking up on the end where it gets a little flimsy. And I almost dropped it, and mm-hmm. I've been going through this bad habit where I'm drinking water in my car with a water bottle, and I go to set it down, and it, I hit the edge, and it tips over, and I'm spilling water in my lap, and I walk in my apartment, getting the elevator, people are like, mm, did you pee your pants? I'm like, nope, <laughs> spill my water. Sorry, saw it again. Sure it is. But here's the thing with this drink, is I don't want to drop a Route 44 drink in my lap in my car. Why don't we have giant straws that just run from the drink up to our mouth? You know I, I mean? knew like, that's we what you were going to say. Little, with just those little, like, circle straws, right? They have the funky designs in You can, like, uh-huh. wash a drink, go through it. Why have we not done that for cars? Why have we not put the cup holders back in front of us and then just run a straw right there? Why stop Why there? Why is our cup holders... Straight IV. <laughs> put it, don't even want to taste it anymore. Just give me the caffeine. I would love that. I think some people call that heroin. But, you know, just give me energy right in the veins. I am awake, baby. I would love to see you using a giant straw. It makes me think of Impractical Jokers <laughs> where they do that challenge sometimes where it's like, hey, you have to have use a giant straw and try to drink somebody's drink without them noticing. It's like <laughs> yeah. That's going to be you in your car. You are going to, like, splice straws together. And I would put it melt in. Melt them with a lighter. <laughs> so you're going to look like a crackhead making this thing. <laughs> I think you should do it, uh, though. And I would have, like, a little, uh, I would, like, a sheath in my next to me. Like, it would be, like, a sword, right? But it's for my straw. So when I get done drinking, I just put my straw on it. It's, just it's collapsible. Mm. Like a bendy. Yeah, like bend, a, So you can put it in any direction. Yeah, kaleidoscoping. Great idea. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Telescoping? Yeah. You know what I mean. Yep. Mm. Boom, bam. I, I, at one point in my life, <laughs> um, I'm not super proud of this, but here we go. I'm telling it anyway. I used to carry around my own shot glass, <laughs> and it was one of those little <laughs> cups that you could collapse down on itself. <laughs> okay, that's this is about keychain size, <laughs> but then you could twist it, and I could flick it out, and it would be a little shot glass. I really wish I would have known you in those days, because I would die laughing. And it was, it was like, like a shot? McDonald's, like <laughs> you got it in a Happy Meal reward. That's fantastic. Not even like a cool camping one. I've seen those before, too. <laughs> no, but it was bright green, and... It was a child's toy. And you carried it around? I did, there for a little bit. What happened with it? I'm going to guess I got drunk and left <laughs> <it> somewhere. <laughs> Someone else was like, look what I found at a party. It's probably a whiskey dicks. And they're like, hey, why is this here? It's like, well, you didn't really know me back then, but <laughs> I uh, am that guy that used to carry that in with him all the time. All right, I think that is it for us today. <laughs> Giant straws. It's you're going to work on that. Million dollar idea. There you go. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening along. We'll be back at it on Sunday, reacting to some of the, the weekend football and also previewing that Chiefs Raiders game, which will be very exciting. But we do thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you all again on Sunday.